Your story. It lives in River City. Where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel. Where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another. Where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha. Told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Huddle Up Pod, pired by Blue Wire Pods. I am Scott Kennedy. I'm your ho- guest host for the week on the evenings. You may have seen me before on Broncos for Breakfast or, you know, all week. Been all over this channel. And this is my friend over here somewhere and co-host, Zach Kelberman, who you know. And obviously, Zach ke- or Chad keeps saying it, so you must actually love him because you keep coming mm-hmm. back. And Zach, how are you this evening, my friend? Tic Tacs, not pills. Don't freak out anyone. There they are. I'm keeping orange it. little orange little pills you're popping there. Best flavor. I don't care. Fight me. Best flavor of Tic Tacs. I'll get rid of them in a second because it's inhibiting the way I talk. But I'm excited, Scott. We have some news to go over. Broncos news. There was the uh, signing of K1 Williams, a slot cornerback. Russell Wilson's passing camp. And now the latest bluster out of the AFC West. Tyreek Hill traded to the Miami Dolphins. Lots to go over tonight. Happy to join you. Happy that you're on here with me. Let's get into it. Yeah, when I mean, is this more exciting than the regular? Oh, I know it is for for Broncos fans and us here in Atlanta. The offseason's definitely been more exciting than the regular season. But I, we've talked about this before. I I feel like we say this every night because something else big happens. Not all off seasons are like this. They can't be. They just can't be with multiple huge picks swapping all these picks. There's only like. 12 teams that have first-round draft picks this year. Everybody else has given them up. Uh, quarterbacks moving, big-time wide receivers moving. It's just been crazy. And now, uh, for the Broncos' point of view, again, you you alluded to it just a little earlier. Tell us about the Broncos' new corner. Well, this is a guy, he's 31 years old, and he, he's a lot like Bryce Callahan, K1 Williams, in the sense that when he's healthy, he's a fantastic player. You know, he has Pro Bowl upside. The problem is he's missed a handful of games the last couple seasons, but two-year, $7 million commitment. You're talking about a 3.5 APY. 
$3.5 million for a starting slot cornerback. It's pennies on the dollar. Great addition, I think, to what the uh, Ajiro Evero defense is going to be. He'll operate right in between um, Patrick Sertan and Ronald Darby as a slot corner. They have the same Bassey as well, Michael Ojemudia. But just check off another roster need heading into the draft. George Payton's putting himself in a position, Scott, where he can go anywhere he wants. At number 64 on, he's not backed into a corner. Uh, he doesn't have to take a player for the sake of taking a player, drafting for need. Solid pickup. I still would have maybe preferred Bryce Callahan only because I'm familiar with him and I know what he can do when he's healthy. But they needed a guy, they got a guy, and they got him pretty cheap. So yeah, I'm pretty you three and a half million. Shoot, the, the Falcons pay more than that every month to Julio Jones and Matt Ryan to go play for somebody else. I mean, it's it's fun watching an organization with the resources and know-how to put up together and hey we need a we need a we need another corner let's go get one we need a quarterback let's go get one and every team oh, has george payton as a gm one. the broncos are blessed the draft yet here we go let's let's draft and all this is even pre-draft uh it's been a lot of fun for sure but speaking of quarter corner the brainstorm came in early early appreciate you the brainstorm you. with the three the three still works that's what's cool you know, all of y'all with, with threes, I've, I've told y'all before, three is my number. We won't get into why, but that, that's my number. So it's still, it, it always works for me. But he says, do you think we should have Patrick Sertan play like Ramsey from the Rams? Just line him up with the number one receiver. Before I let you answer that one, Zach, I don't know. You've heard me tell this story before about Dion's first meeting with the, with the Cowboys. Evidently, he walked into the room. They're going through all these schemes. And he walks up to the board and circles the number one receiver and says, that's, I, I got him. And then he's like, puts his headphones back on. <laughs> uh, you know, should should the Broncos just say, "Hey, Pat, shut this guy down," and uh, and and then we'll worry about something else? Well, it depends on the team. It depends on the matchup. What happens if a team has two number one receivers? So you're going to put PS two on? Like, let's say you're facing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Do you put on Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? It depends who the better matchup is, but. I have no problem utilizing PS2 like a movable chess piece and having him guard the opponent's top receiver because he is the Broncos' top cornerback. In theory, that works. But he's going to be a boundary guy. I don't see him playing too much on the inside, Scott. They're going to have him play along the, uh, the, the outside along with Ronald Darby. And as long as he continues to grow, whether he becomes the next Jalen Ramsey or the first Patrick Sertan the second, that sounded weird, but you know what I'm talking about. He's going to be a phenomenal player and I think an all-pro this season. My comp for him, because I'm an old guy, so it makes me the, – the guys that hit your brain first are the ones that stick. They leave the impression. Whenever you think of somebody, an old guy always remembers old guys. So my comp for Patrick Sertan was someone like, you know, at the upper echelon of what he can be was someone like Rod Woodson with his mm – -hmm. with how physical he was. Rod could have been a safety. He was one of the most physical cornerbacks to ever play this game. That's how Patrick Sertan can be. I don't – I like the idea of building enough depth everywhere that you're you're – Stick to your scheme. You know, I don't want to have to worry about, okay, well, if he's over here on this side, they're number ones in the slot, and then you're moving everybody around all the time. And that's fine if you're scheming that way. But, you know, maybe Ronald Darby isn't comfortable moving from side to side or, or whatnot. I, I kind of like the structure and then the ability to then be flexible within the structure rather than moving him around. And, and like you say, it, when that's done, honestly, I actually like it. And I, I can't remember who it was, but – um where you put your number one guy on their number two receiver and then you double their number one. Yep. That's, that's the way I've seen it done too. And I actually like that a little better um, because in this day and age, most number one receivers with the way the rules are, they're going to cook a, a corner. If you single coverage in this, in this league, 
with this much time, all the protections for the quarterbacks, all the protections for the receivers, they're allowed to get away with murder. You're not allowed to touch them or jam them or anything, and they can still manhandle you. Um, most number one wide receivers are going to beat up on number one corners. So I, I like having the, the double team in that in that regard. And the good thing for Denver is if you double team a receiver, you're probably using Justin Simmons, who's basically another cornerback out there. He plays every spot in the defensive backfield. I'm actually on board with that as well, Scott. But I, I know it's offense. I want to make one analogy. I love what Nathaniel Hackett said. It'll always stay with me because it's so, I think, crucial in this day and age in the NFL. He said the players become the system. So when you have a player like Patrick Sertan, he becomes a system. Wherever you need him, he will be, and he will always be an asset to your defense. I literally cannot wait to see him take that huge, not just a teeny step forward, but a leap forward in year two. Yeah, if I don't have a nose guard and my heaviest defensive lineman is 305 pounds, why would I play a 3-4? You know, you, you've got to be adaptable based on the pieces that are – If you if you are scheme dependent as a coach, then you're not a very good coach. You've got to be able to be adjust. And one of the phrases I use all the time is I don't spend too much time planning because plans change, you know, or to be more clear about it, as Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Then you've got to, then you've got to be able to adapt, you know, and with Mike Tyson's coming at you, you're best just going ahead and going down and crawling up in the fetal position and say, count to 10 so I can go home and collect my check. Uh, speaking of counting 10, let's, let's give uh Naj. A, uh, a round of uh, a 10 count applause here coming in with a big orange super. You, we appreciate you so much, Naj. So, hey, brothers, love seeing he's just gonna help lead us into our, our next one of our next talking points here. Uh, hey, brothers, love seeing Russell building relationships with his teammates so soon. Great leadership, in my opinion. Thoughts on Kjax? Would love to see him back, but you think it's better to let the young guys play. So, um you know, you're out there, he's kind of putting together a hype video almost, you know, uh, and I don't know where that field is with the three on it. Is that his own freaking yard or something? Mm -hmm. Just backyard. Uh, most, it's insane. Most of us have seen it by now where he's got those guys uh, out there running and, you know, in his own private yard. It's it's fun. It's a, it's a, it's a hype video. Like you needed any more reason to be hyped about Russell Wilson. It's still just March. It's just, Zach, it's only March. How are we going to make it? I mean, we could pull it up, Scott. I posted about it on MilaHeddle.com. There's an article, if you want to read it, where it shows the impromptu passing camp. Not really impromptu, because in his introductory presser on the 18th, Russell Wilson said, we're going to get these guys together. We're going to go build some chemistry. And literally days later, made it happen. Brought them all to California. There was Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Albert O, Kendall Hinton, Josh Johnson, who just signed the backup quarterback. Uh, Brett Rippon was out there. Uh, Andrew Beck was out there. He's already endeared himself as the leader, the face of the Broncos franchise. And the number one video he put out before the Broncos official account started uh, tacking onto it. It was a long, deep shot to Cortland Sutton. Feast your eyes on this Broncos country. Get used to that. Yes, sir. Just, just, just get used to that. Look at this. 
used to that celebration. Russell Wilson throwing a Cortland Sutton. I got goosebumps all over again. I am still so hyped by this trade, Scott. KJ Hamler was out there as well. I uh, forgot to mention him. Jerry Judy wasn't, but he had some sort of family emergency that was making the rounds on Twitter. Everyone loves to pile on Jerry Judy, but man, just seeing Russell Wilson in a Broncos helmet throwing a Cortland Sutton and, and showing what this Broncos receiving core will look like with a bona fide quarterback under center. Man, I am I am ready for September. The guy's straight out of GQ, for goodness sakes. I mean, you know, he he's he's good looking, he's he's charismatic, and he's good. I mean, he can he can own the city for the next ten years. Uh, Russell Wilson, all those all those things to go along with it. And and thank you so much, uh, Naj, coming in. I know we we got to show that a little bit um, last night, and people were psyched. But I, I mute it because I don't know what the uh, what the music track is like. Um, as far as this one, we can get away with that. But I do I do mute that one. So if you want to watch it. It's still the number one video on it's on it's on Mile High Huddle and it's also on Russell Wilson's uh, Twitter page. George Fox is coming in with some stars. He's like, I, I feel like we just took over the West now. Thank you, Miami. DB for life. MHH for life. Well, that's Real quick, awesome, George. Scott, we're going to get into Tyree Kill in just one second. That's another topic we wanted to hit. But in terms of um, uh, Kareem Jackson, like Naj was asking about, point. after you. the J.R. Reed signing, they brought in a – I'd say a backup special teams type of safety that would signal to me that Kareem Jackson is not coming because what would you need him for by that point? Just leadership or you're going to waste money on having a cheerleader in the huddle or on the sidelines. You have Caden Stearns, you have Jamar Johnson. Hell, you even have PJ Locke. You brought on uh, J.R. Reed. I don't think he's uh, useful anymore. Same with Bryce Callahan. Once you bring on K1 Williams, do you really need another quarterback of that ilk? I don't think yeah, so. I think you, you, you hit it because I was going to say this, the same thing with Bryce Callahan. You know, that ship's probably sailed now. Um, does this stop you from going and getting a right tackle, the moves you've made? No, I don't think so. I, I think yeah. you, you watch for those positions in the draft, but as far as free agents goes. And uh, I, I do. Zach and I have talked about this uh, the, the past couple shows on Sunday and Monday. I, I like Kareem Jackson. Um, I like his fire. I like his heart. I like the fact that he always looked like he was ready to play when not everybody did last year um you need guys like that but he's 33 he's past his best and his best probably isn't good enough anymore not for where you want to be i understand it doesn't mean i have to like it but i i do i, I understand it um george coming in with uh with one of our other topics we'll get to says i feel like we just took over the west and is there a power shift um i know I looked at his career numbers, and the, the two teams that are going to be happier to not see Tyreek Hill are the Raiders and the Chargers because he really torched them uh, to almost a. It was almost like uh, 250, 300 yards more in his career games. Uh, he has rushed the most against the against the Broncos, but Tyreek Hill gone. I mean, where's this stuff coming from, man? That we that one didn't even marinate. That one was out for like, okay, he's he has seek permission to the report. You know, comes out from Rappaport or Schefter. Uh, he, the the Chiefs have given him permission to seek a trade, and by the time you get up the keyboard that you're done hitting that out and hitting publish, you know, oh yeah, the trade's in. So that didn't take long to the Dolphins, who beat out the Jets. I thought there'd be two better front runners for Tyreek Services than Miami and New York, but say la vie. Um, in Miami, it's a nice landing spot. 
um, working with Jalen Waddle, working with uh, obviously two a quarterback and Mike McDaniel, the new head coach, what he's assembling. They signed Chase Edmonds. They just signed uh, Teron Armstead. He's mm-hmm. building a little super offense there in Miami. I want to see how they do. Uh, obviously a downgrade though, in terms of quarterback going from uh, Patrick Mahomes to uh, Tua or Teddy Bridgewater, the new backup slash pinch starter in Miami. But for Kansas City's point of view, it was so surprising. I woke up and saw they were knee-deep in discussions. I'm like, wait, did I miss something? Was he suspended? Did he get into another domestic violence incident? Like, he's a fantastic receiver. His name has been cleared for a few years now. He's the the staple of that offense, not named Patrick Mahomes. I don't know why they decided to move on. Even though they got somewhat of a hall form, first-round pick, second-round pick, he was the he was the catalyst that made that offense go. How are you going to replace him? You signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Do you think that's going to replace Tyree Kill? And one more point, Scott. I, I was going to use the word like rebuild when it comes to the Kansas City, but then again, you can't rebuild when you have Patrick Mahomes. I just don't see. I don't know what Andy Reid's trying to accomplish, but it doesn't, it doesn't fall that down. Basically, uh, the, the initial report said that they had basically made him an offer that would have made him the highest paid receiver, and it wasn't good enough for him. So this was a Tyree Hill decision. He, he basically worked his way out of Kansas City Chiefs. So why? Because he saw the contract that uh, Christian Kirk got. He saw the contract that Devontae Adams got by saying, I ain't playing on, on a one-year deal. Are you joking? Not with the way guys are fl- throwing money around. And contract uh, the contract extension and restructure with the Chiefs broke down, and he had one year left on his deal. So you ask a guy that wants out, and you could – move him now or lose him for a third round comp pick next year. And he's playing disgruntled anyway, or you could pick up a first, a couple of seconds and two more things and, and, and get a nice haul for him. So the chiefs were put in a bind and got a good return. And like you said, Miami's putting some nice pieces together in the AFC NFC. What, what does NFC stand for now? You know, not for championships. I mean, it's <laughs> what it's uh, you know, I know that the Rams won it. I'm, I'm, I'm joking a little bit, but, Growing up as an NFC guy, a National League guy, the, the compelling games during the year this year, during the regular season, are all going to be in the AFC. Goodness gracious, what fun that's going to be. Uh, Howie coming in real quick saying, so what's the dirt on possible free agents for these Broncos? There's a lot of dirt, Howie. want to say thank you because we'll get into that a little bit, but bitch, a little bit. I uh, want to, uh, yes, Freud says there are no accidents. Um, I want to, uh, want to get into the rest of the chat as we come back to that, but I wanted to say thank you for the stars and thank you to Phil McLaughlin as well, uh, as we work our way down the chat, because I know there's some good size ones coming in, including this one. Michaela. Wow. Thank you. Weird since I've never met you saying the Duchess. I, I hope that doesn't sound weird coming from, from someone. It's like, I don't feel like I've earned the right to call you the Duchess. I, I need to like bow down first or something. So um, but Michaela comes in and says, hi, Zach and Scott. I wonder if Casey will slide to the bottom of the AFC West. Can't wait to be on the show this Sunday. A bit nervous. MHH forever. I probably knew that and uh, had forgotten already. I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Personally, Zach. I mean, Michaela, you've been on before. You killed it. You'll kill it again. I have no qualms about you. And again, thank you so much. I say it every podcast, but it's absolutely warranted. You are incredible. We appreciate your generosity. 
I'm there with you though. I, you know, say what you want about McDaniels and the Raiders and this and that, but they've made some nice additions to the roster. I like the Adams trade for what he can do with Derek Carr and the, some of the defensive pieces they have with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby chargers. I mean, what they added to the defense with Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, they have Justin Herbert at quarterback. Again, it seems like the chiefs overnight entered a rebuild and I really can't use that word, but I want to. So yeah, I mean, Everyone in the West, especially Denver, is trending way upward. When it comes to Kansas City, when their biggest move of free agency was signing Justin Reed to safety and they traded Tyree Kill, they're trending way downward now. So it seems like the kings of the mountaintop are no more, and it's up to the three teams below them to fight it out to see who's going to be on top. I think I do that- think it is a reload. It's a reload, not a rebuild. It's okay we lost this guy, but you know I got five picks to try and get it right, even if I just wanted to try and replace this one player. Uh, but again, uh, several of those picks are next year. Um, but they did get now. Which Miami did you did you look at it up? Because Miami had a couple of first rounders, if I'm not mistaken. Which which first round pick was it? How high are they picking now? I think they still have. I I'll think they have another one later in the first. They give the higher one, I believe. All right, so it's there's. I, I, I like to look at Tankathon, uh, Kansas City, San Francisco. So Kansas City has twenty nine from San Francisco, and then Miami to Philly. I can't even find them. Maybe Tankathon has an update. There's so much. It, it looks like my notes all chicken scratch. Yeah, there's, there. I can't even they're saying twenty ninth in the chat. So twenty ninth. Okay, so that was. That says San Francisco to Kansas City, so maybe that wasn't Miami's original pick. That was part of another deal. Miami is still picking. I I don't know. I can't find it. Uh, one hundred two. So Miami's first pick now is one hundred two. So they're they're not in the first round anymore. So again, but do you mind? You know, do do you mind um, if you're the Raiders? Do you mind that you don't have your first round pick? If you're the Broncos, do you mind that you don't have your first round pick? No, you're. Uh, you're pretty happy about it. Michaela, I like to say about um, about doing stuff like this is this is just me and Zach chatting. I don't see anybody else. And I used to use this joke when I do public speaking was, Scotty, you, you get nervous doing television? No, that doesn't make me nervous. What made me nervous was being introduced as the Auburn guy in front of the Red Elephant Club and 300 Alabama fans. That made me nervous, public speaking. This is a piece of cake. This is just chatting. This is just chatting with Zach. So we have, we have a good time with this and, and uh, you'll be just fine. And Steve coming in, flashing the super chat. I'm excited about the additions we've added. I also love seeing dangerous working with the teammates. Let's ride state of being the mile Highlander. What was encouraging besides obviously seeing Russell Wilson in a Broncos helmet and throwing to the receivers was that KJ Hamler was not only out there, but he was catching passes and that's six months removed from tearing his ACL and some other damage in his knee. So he's right on track to be ready for week one. And this offense is just loaded for bear. If they don't make another move on offense. And I think they're going to add another tight end. I may just have the war chest is full. This is, I think the best compliment of weapons that Russell Wilson has ever had on paper anyway. And it's just so exciting to ponder. You can usually do that for one year and then guys want to be the guy, you know, where you can, where you can have all these guys. And then someone says, you know, Jerry Judy or Patrick or Corlin Sutton, or, you know, one of these guys says, you know, I want to go somewhere else where I can be featured because yeah, this is fun that we won and we won. We got our ring. Uh, but I don't, I don't want to catch 40. I want to catch 80. And Freddie A, that feels like a new name to me, Freddie. So uh, so welcome in. And Freddie says, F them picks. Let's ride Broncos country. 
you know, I, I feel like that's become a mantra now. They, they, uh, the, the LA Rams made that, you know, the copycat league. It's like, what do we want to take a chance for? You know, and that's what's so crazy, Zach. When we talk about giving away all this stuff, the 49ers gave that many picks away for a guy who'd never played above one double A, whatever they're calling it now, football championship series or something. One double A and Trey Lance, or I could go get Devontae Adams, or I could get Russell Wilson or Tyreek Hill for some or somebody like that. So yeah, it makes sense. Where are those picks? The picks are fun. The picks represent hope, but established football players are more valuable. And how's that working out for San Francisco? Apparently Trey Lance isn't ready and they're going to have to maybe run it back with Jimmy G coming off shoulder surgery. So uh, quite the hill to climb back there for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. But we appreciate you, Freddie, and I agree. F them picks, baby. Let's go win a chip. <laughs> yeah. It, it, what I don't typically like is when you're trading for the unknown. You know, when you're dropping all those picks to move, you know, you're trading three picks for one other pick. That becomes a little scary to me just because, you know, scouting for so long, there's just not always that big a difference. And you're you're almost as likely, if I got three picks down here for one of those guys to be as good as the guy that was taken up here, it's just the probability and the way human beings develop. Uh, I like having more picks, uh, more arrows in the quiver. And Travis coming in. Travis, good to see you. He says, good evening, Zach, Scott, and Broncos country. A little disappointed in people at the moment. ESPN, oh, yeah, I heard about this today, uh, yesterday. Um, cause it was, this is really close to my house where this was going on. Actually, ESPN reported the late Demarius Thomas house was burglarized, stealing thousands of memorabilia. Don't mean to change, change the subject, but this is beyond BS. Um, this is where you have to pray to some sort of higher power, like in karma, in the afterlife in something that these folks get theirs because you can get away with this stuff. You know, they, he still had the security cameras and everything set up in the in the uh, in the house from, you know, when he was being monitored. Not well enough, evidently. Um, and, yeah, I think it was I think there were some squatters and then they just ransacked the place. And it's it's just awful, uh, just awful. It is beyond BS, but you know what? It's not too surprising. And unfortunately, not in today's world. These things happen and people have. uh no shame whatsoever, no conscience whatsoever. And like like uh, Scott said, karma will get them. You know, I, I find it always works its way back, and hopefully DT's estate can get back the uh, the merch. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the reminder. I, I heard that I heard that yesterday, and it was almost being talked about as as anyway. Uh, moving on because it's a it's a unfortunate subject, but thank you for for bringing it up for sure. Uh, Dave coming in. Uh, with the the bright orange super saying evening. I love dropping the G. That's it's just easier. Why do we need a G? Evening MHH. Some of us have mused a possible trade up in the draft again. Is that in Peyton's wheelhouse at all? Wilson trade is a no-brainer, but I'm still jacked about the new coaching staff. Cheers, uh, all D and BC. I so, just don't see trading up who they're going to trade up for at 64. Like, unless you fall in love with a right tackle or I don't know, a corner or a safety linebacker, I just don't see Peyton doing it. He made his one big maneuver and surrendering capital that he holds very, very valuable in draft picks for Russell Wilson. That's a great trade. No one's disputing that, but to move up again and then further weaken your, your, uh, your compensation you have for the draft. I don't see him doing that. He might move up maybe one or two spots and give up a fifth or a sixth. But if you expect him to move from 64 to like 33, 
I wouldn't count on that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I see, Zach. Is let's say um, let's say I'm sitting at 64, and I really want say offensive tackle Abraham Lucas, and we're at 49, and 49's on the clock. Now I'm starting to get a little antsy. 50's on the clock. Okay, we made it to 50, 51. Okay, to hell with it. I'm gonna throw uh, the pick we got from Detroit at 145 with our 64, and I'm gonna move up to 50. I don't see packaging putting a big package big package together to move back up into the first round but absolutely one two three four five six seven i count eight picks could you put two of those together to move up within the same round or maybe up a little bit absolutely uh are you going to move back up into the first round no i don't see that happening at all uh i would love as many picks in the second round as possible in the second and third rounds of this draft as possible and dave thank you for the question so much I could even see Peyton moving back from 64 to like 70, for example, getting a fourth and then moving up in the third, let's say, using that fourth round pick. He will make one maneuver, but he's not going to jump up 20, 30 spots, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it could be, like you said, I think that's a, what what the Broncos did with the Falcons last year would make perfect sense. Right. Uh, they moved up from like 38 to 33, and the Falcons picked up a fourth. Do that in reverse move up from, you know, move down from 64 to 68, maybe you get another six out of it. Sure. And draft a guy who is an electric punt returner but can't play anything else. So be it. We got Chase hopping in, $2 super. Thank you so much, Chase. Good to see you. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Chase goes, what's the realistic expectation for, I'm assuming, KJ Hamler next season? And I'll take this one first for a second, Scott. Whatever you get out of KJ coming off that ACL, I think is going to be a bonus because – Let's be let's be frank. He's a speed guy. He's a guy that can uh, run nine routes really well and run faster than opposing cornerbacks. You have your possession guys that you're going to lean on in Cortland and Tim. And then you have the wild card, the do-it-all, the route-running precise guy in Jerry Judy. Where does K.J. Hamler fall? Also, you have Albert Owen there now, a pass-catching tight end. If you can get 400, 500 yards out of K.J. Hamler and like, five to six to seven touchdowns, maybe on deep balls or even just deep ball attempts to keep the defense honest. I think that's realistic for KJ. I think it is just an amazing sign that he's out there running right now. Uh, right. If he's out there running routes right now and doing even light lateral movement, he should be okay. He should be ready to go at what version of himself, but he should be ready to go uh, beginning of the season. That's another six months away. And typically six months and you're active and you're active again another six months to heal and, and depending on how bad you do an acl for a player like him that's a speed dependent it can be an 18 month full full recovery um but they're getting better so even in a year now keep them healthy i've seen some things uh zach talking about you know who can return punts or kicks let's try kj no 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 not a guy that you've got injury concerns with no way you, you use expendable six rounders on drafted free agents to do that type of stuff usually. So you're not somebody you're counting on in, in your, in your regular offense or defense. And speaking of unfortunate injuries, as Jordi uh, Lopez points out, David Ajabo, man, I mean, torn Achilles done for the year draft stock takes a major hit. Could have been a first rounder. Now he'll be what Scott, like a mid round pick if that well, maybe I, I need to look this up. Cause I keep asking the question. Well, look it up dummy. That's what Google can do. Um, in baseball, if you if you don't sign, you go back into the draft pool the next year. So if you can do that in the NFL, that's I'd say, listen, I'm out. I'm I'm not going to be drafted. Then I think you are a, an un, an undrafted free agent. I don't think you go back in the draft pool. 
but he might be better off as an undrafted free agent not getting drafted at all and say, listen, if you do this, I'm not going to sign. Because you don't want to get locked into a fifth-round draft pick type of uh, contract for three years when you could work your way back up into a first-round type of ability in 12 months. So if it's my Achilles, I spend the next 12 months becoming an absolute freaking monster, getting healthy, going out, showing my agility, doing all of those type of things that he got hurt doing the pro day on. And I say, okay, who wants me? And then maybe I'm an undrafted free agent. I, I would turn down any, if he falls out of the second, I'd turn it down. I really would. I could have sworn it was Achilles, but we have uh, Mike saying ACL. Wasn't it Achilles, Scott? Everything had said Achilles before. Um, so I, 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 that may have been updated. Um, I had heard Achilles, 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 but I haven't, to be honest, I hadn't fallen. And, and I'd almost rather it be an ACL. Yeah, um, for sure. Depending on the tear or the rupture, I've seen, I watched two, uh, two, two young athletes. One was 19 and one was like 23 um, soccer players. They, they did them within a month of each other. One took almost two years to fully come back from it. And one was back on the pitch in a, you know, a couple of months, but he wasn't the same. He wasn't the same again for another year. So the, the Achilles, usually that's an older guy's injury. Um, that one's that they've been happening to the younger guys to me is, is a little, a little weird. The first time I ever even saw an Achilles was Dominique Wilkins when he was about 30 years old. And now they're becoming more and more common. And I, I don't know why, other than the fact that tendons and ligaments don't keep up with the muscle development um, that that people are getting with all of this extra training. It's a great point you made about rather it being an ACL. You can medical technology has improved where you can look at KJ Hamler, for example, six months later. But Achilles, that saps your explosion. And for a linebacker like Ajabo, you need to uh, push off your foot and use your lower body for explosion. But Jeffrey Simmons is a name that comes to mind. I have a redshirt guy. The Titans got him at a reduced discount, and he's paying dividends now. I think if Ajabo could come back. You get that guy as an undrafted free agent. Don't commit too much. Low risk, high reward. If he comes back healthy, he would pay off. But I feel terrible that he's uh, he's out for this year at least. Yeah, and, and Gee Hill, G Hill, coming in with a waving the orange in front of us again. We'll love it. He said, uh, "Good evening. What do you think about Kawan Williams signing? I don't know much about him. Uh, DB Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. And as far as his power rankings go in the AFC West, one Broncos, two Chargers, three Raiders." Four Chiefs. Um, can you tell us a little bit more, just real quick, about about Williams? Just uh, you know, we've got people coming in all during this broadcast, and just you know, recap what 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 are the Broncos getting at their new corner? Well, I did y'all a favor. I just put my story that I wrote uh, in the side chat. You can pull up the story and read a little more extensively about. Uh, K1 Williams, former undrafted free agent, began his career with Cleveland. He was part of the PFF all-rookie team in 2014. He's battled some injuries, but found a little bit of a niche for himself in San Francisco, kind of like the Bryce Callahan out there. He uh, held up the slot pretty well in pass coverage, really good in run support, and he had his... Uh, presser today with the Broncos and expressed how much he loves blitzing quarterbacks and getting after quarterbacks. So kind of a do-it-all corner. And again, it's a good signing, but an even better value. When you're getting a starting slot guy with experience coming from San Francisco and that defense for three and a half million for two years, another feather in George Payton's cap.
College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. I love it. I uh, like I said, Almost I said love John value. Value is what I love. Value. Speaking of value, Corey H coming in for some value, talking about uh, the decline, the possible decline of the Chiefs. This is the bill has come due in Kansas City. It <clears throat> it was an inevitable. Now is our time to pounce. And the idea that the salary cap is a myth is also flexible. Um, typically, it's a myth if you have a bunch of cash. And your players are young enough that you don't mind extending them because and they're good and you want to keep them <laughs> because when you run into trouble is when you cannot extend them anymore because you don't want to. And their dead cap number that you've, cause you've been pushing this back and pushing this back and pushing this back is so high. You can't get rid of them. Let me point you to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> uh, Deion Jones, for example, Deion Jones was a linebacker that signed a big contract and he isn't playing very well. He got a big restructure, and his dead cap number now is more than his salary is. It's like $29 million and his salary is 20 you can't, you can't get rid of him, and you don't want to extend him because he's not playing very well. But when you've got a young team that's good, then you can keep on doing that. Okay, they did that with Matt Ryan forever. That's why his cap hit, his dead cap hit was so big. Now he's 37 years old, and he still has a, you know, a, a $47 million dead cap number that uh, they had to move them to knock it down to 40. So the build has come due in KC, but how do you get around that a little bit? You know, you move one guy and pick up some pretty good draft picks. So with one, and the thing is about this, Zach, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you. They made him a good offer. It's not like they got rid of him because they couldn't afford him. He was ready to go. He was ready to go. That's that's That might be the talking point here. Tyreek wanted out. I still think maybe there's something that went on behind the scenes that hasn't been publicly disclo disclosed yet, knowing Tyreek Hill and the situation there. There was also that acrimony reportedly with Eric Bieniemy and, and Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of going on behind the scenes, I think, in Kansas City that we're not privy to. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say the salary cap is a myth. It's not fake. It's a literal real thing, but it can be manipulated so easily. And Kansas City was exhibit A in doing that when they resigned every player, including Mahomes, to massive contracts. <laughs> now, I wanted to use the word rebuilding, but when you have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid and you have Travis Kelsey and you have a good O-line, you can withstand the loss of changing out your number one wide receiver, as good as that wide receiver is. I still think Kansas City is going to go take a few steps back, maybe be like a 11-win team for once and not make the AFC title game or Super Bowl. But the West is going to be up for grabs, man. It's going to be uh, open for the taking. And if the Broncos can guard the tight end and guard Travis Kelsey and, and put up points against that Kansas City defense, we'll have a chance not only to end that losing streak, but to get out their brooms and sweep Kansas City. Oh, my. 
That'd be interesting. Would it start a start a streak of your own? And and frankly, if I'm uh, if I'm a Denver Broncos fan, I'm saying the streak starts at one. That's a winning streak, baby. <laughs> winning streak of one. Get that first one before you start adding them up. Uh, Andrew Baker, going back to the quarterback and receiver talk with some stars. Appreciate you, Andrew. But he says it's all chicken and egg combo. Many subjective reads, but does a wide receiver make the quarterback look good or the other way around? Um, I'd rather have the quarterback than the receivers. Um, I'd rather have the yeah. the Really good quarterback because I think a bad quarterback can make good receivers look mediocre. Um, a really good quarterback can make mediocre receivers look pretty good. And, uh, you know, again, here in Denver, you've had bad quarterback play and you think you've got good wide receivers, but you're able to sign them as a discount because they haven't been able to put up the numbers. Well, now let's find out. Now we know you've got a good quarterback. Now you know. How good are these receivers going to be? So I'd rather have the quarterback in this one. How about you, Zach? I think the argument, the chicken or the egg, is the quarterback or the coaching. And, you know, it's the Belichick versus Brady argument. Who made who? And we learned that it was pretty much Brady that made Belichick for the most part. Um, but that argument, I can also apply that to the receivers and quarterbacks. Tom Brady won Super Bowls throwing to, like, Deion Branch and David Givens. When Randy Moss came along, they didn't win a title, at least in that in that undefeated year. 16-0, though. That was a 16-0 team. Come on. I'm just saying, Brady looked good before and after Randy Moss. Good receivers can make a good quarterback even better, but if you have that quarterback like Chad likes to say, it's the tie that raises all ships. They make everyone better around you. So, yeah, I'm going quarterback. I go quarterback on this. I go quarterback before coach. You know, if I got the the quarterback, I can get the coach for for the most part, in general, in general. Um, Marco's got both, baby. Let's go. You hope hope so. You hope so. Um, Again, is Russell Wilson all, Wilson all washed up? Is this you know nah. this happy, super energetic guy just a goof that's going to fall flat on his face? Nah. I don't think so. But you know, until we see it, it's a possibility. But Travis coming in double T or T squared uh, to me, he's just Travis Tarbox. Said so excited to see Russ and the receivers working already. Brett Rippin was there also. Um, the the, the Rippin thing's still confusing to me, Zach. It's it's they it's almost like the Broncos go out of their way to keep him around. They've got to have him on tracks. Like, okay, Brett, we're, um, we're we're done. You're done holding the clipboard. Uh, we want you to be a coach. I'm telling you, I see Kellen Moore with this guy. Well, I mean, what else could it be? He's not he's not there to play football. Yeah, I've made that comparison so many times. He's literally Kellen Moore, and the sooner he retires, the sooner he joins a coaching staff where he's uh, best suited. But he's smart to be out there. I mean, why not join Russell Wilson and soak up his knowledge and be involved with the team? He's lucky to come back on his exclusive rights tender. So I like to see the camaraderie being formed and uh, him being a willing understudy to Russell Wilson. I just love more so than Rippon being there. The fact that Russell Wilson organized that camp so quickly and got it done. There was nothing publicized about it. It wasn't for social media likes. It wasn't for the public. It was for his teammates. And the Broncos finally have an adult at quarterback, they finally have a real man at quarterback, and I just I cannot. There, was, be there were some PR reasons there; they wouldn't have the cameras going, the branding, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it, there's there's some stuff there, but again, it's uh to me, like I said, I use the phrase hype video, and and that's what it was. It was a hype video. Are you hyped? Did it work? Did it live up to its name? Yes. God, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Awesome. I can't wait. GLP. Uh, always showing support to all of the shows because he says, Scott, you've been all over MHH. Zach and Scott, let's ride. You know who's all over MHH? Gary Leeds Palmer. So thank you. We 
I mean, I could read this to you and just put your name in all of these. We appreciate that. We appreciate you that you're that you're here. And uh, I have a blast. I absolutely have a blast. I mean, I go up and down like this, you know, highs and lows. I get all excited on this, and then I'm like mopey afterwards. And then, hey, another show. I'm psyched about this. I need these things. They they keep me they keep me level. I had I have a great time being here. Yeah, Scott says he can't live without us off camera. So that's a little a little fact that uh, you only get to hear about usually. But we got Luke Wright hopping in dollar ninety nine super. Thank you so much, Luke. Is there any chance we can still get Bobby Wagner? I don't think so. The Alex Singleton signing and the Josie Jewell re-signing uh, kind of signaled to me that Bobby Wagner wasn't in the cards. He might be too expensive. I've heard Dallas is interested. I heard he might visit the Rams or the Rams have interest. He's going to go somewhere. He's going to get a pretty penny, and I don't think the Broncos are going to be the team that forks over that money as uh, luxurious as his, as his addition would be to the defense. Uh, yeah, I, I think I don't think Bobby Wagner's coming either. Um, Rams, you probably just said that Rams while I was looking over the chat here. Uh, Rams seem to be one of the places to to keep an eye on. Um, Travis coming in, given all the moves we've made, what's your prediction for pick 64? I'll let you take first crack at that. Well, they still haven't signed a right tackle. I mean, Brandon Shell. I was pulling up my right tackle lists. Brandon Shell <laughs> visited. List. That's where I was going. That's why I sent it to you first. There was no uh, no offer that was extended as far as I know. He wasn't signed as far as I know as of the publication of this podcast. Uh, they brought in Tom Compton, who's not a viable long-term starting right tackle. It's the one position that George Payton is pretty much leaving bare. And that would lead me to believe he plans to fill that through the draft. And he even mentioned that in his, in a presser recently, they asked him about right tackle and he said, yeah, we'll, we'll look at free agency, but he referenced all the available draft picks and remaining draft picks he has. I mean, he's pretty much laying the foundation for taking a tackle at 64 or there about two down. Uh, I'm going to go Abraham Lucas. That's my guy. Um, and I, I've said, I'm not ready to Spencer, but the guy I am ready to Spencer Brown is Christian Watson. That's the hill I'm going to die on this year. Uh, I loved Spencer Brown as my underappreciated performer. My guy this year is Christian Watson, the wide receiver. Uh, but I do really like Abraham Lucas. Uh, and if he's at 64, take him. Take him, take him, take him. Jasmine coming in. I feel disrespected. Why are people in analysis doubting our team? Nick. Nick's not doubting the team. Nick is bubbling with excitement. But he also has a little bit of the... I don't know the cynicism. I might be rubbing off on him on that. I'm not allowed to have nice things. It, you know, it could be Nick Wright. Champions League, then the government takes over the team and they trade away your best player and all these type of things. How is Herbert a better quarterback than Wilson when he hasn't even made the playoffs? I wouldn't put him there. No way. Uh, if I got one season, one season, it's Russell Wilson. If I'm picking a team as an expansion franchise, I might go Herbert because I need the next 15 years. One season. It's it's Russ. He's a much more proven asset. I don't I don't think he's doubting. I just again, like I said just a couple minutes ago, you've got is Russell Wilson washed up? Is this unproven quarter uh, you know quarterback coach Aaron Rodgers clipboard holder that's your head coach? Is he going to get it done? You got a bunch of college guys in here running things. Those are the question marks. But to me, they're little questions. Little, not the big one like you had. Is can we get better quarterback play? If not, we're sunk. What are these questions for ants? No, I, I, and I'm i going to throw Nick a, uh, a life raft here. I think Jasmine, and correct me if I'm wrong, means Nick Wright from FS1, the Chiefs fan who is constantly bashing the Broncos. I want to see his reaction to the Tyree kill trade. But uh, anyway, 
Justin Herbert versus Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson, a guy that won a Super Bowl versus Justin Herbert, a guy that hasn't won a playoff game. Who's a better quarterback? I'm going with door number one. Russell Wilson is better than Justin Herbert, and the Broncos will be better than the Chargers in 2022. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, and Jasmine, I'm sorry. See, I don't listen to those people. <laughs> plain, plain and simple. I don't listen to them. I don't care. If I want an opinion, I'll give you one. Um, so I listen to news. I absolutely, I follow the news guys. Uh, Rappaport, Schefter, Pelissero. Those are the guys I listen to. That way I can make my own opinions. Um, I appreciate what those guys say. They help drive traffic, but I don't, I don't care. I don't care what Stephen A. Smith has to say about anything, anything. I don't care. Uh, so yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, maybe the wrong Nick. Um, Jasmine, let him hate though. Let him hate. Yeah, Trust let him hate. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, I said the only time it matters is if you if you know better, and it affects Vegas in any way. Go make some money off of their stupidity. <laughs> Go make some money off their ignorance. And uh, Jasmine, appreciate you as always. Uh, Shane coming in. Uh, with with the stars saying evening Zach and Scott watching the videos coming out of the Russell Wilson three throwing session with the offense has me beyond excited outside of RW three what do you believe is the best free agent pickup I mean it's to me it's Randy Gregory you're getting of a, 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 maybe a franchise caliber pass rusher in his prime or you know right out of it I think he's pretty much in his prime because he's first getting a multi-year deal now. And you're getting him for $6 million in year one. You're incentivizing him by showing him that commitment, showing him that trust. And he is, I, I promise you guys, put aside the baggage, put aside the suspensions and even the injuries for one second. With his caliber of talent, with what Evero wants to do on defense, opposite Bradley Chubb, playing in front of that secondary and, 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 and uh, behind that line, it's going to be a problem for opposing offenses, and he's going to make good on every penny he gets from that contract. So, yeah, it's Russell Wilson, number one, and to me, Randy Gregory, number two, and then a, a steep drop after that. Yeah, and then and then Shane, when you say best, I also think of value. Uh, Randy Gregory's on a $7 million cap hit. Are you joking? That's less than Bryce Callahan and Melvin Gordon last year. You're getting Randy Gregory for that? Come on. Yeah, that's uh that's an excellent piece of business. So for me, um, if I really wanted to get technical since Russ was acquired in a trade, I'd say your best free agent pickup is uh is um Randy Gregory. But yeah, I mean Russell Wilson's the guy here for sh uh for sh for sure. If I could uh, just coming in with some more stars, appreciate you there. George Payton uh, for one oh. second. You talked about uh, Randy Gregory's cap number. DJ Jones's contract came out, and his 2022 cap hit is a little over $4 million. So in other words, the Broncos landed two defensive starters, Gregory and DJ Jones, for a combined 2022 salary cap hit of $10 million, pretty much. That is Do I have fit. to keep referring to what clowns the Falcons are? <laughs> yes. Julio Jones... <laughs> who's not even in football right now and hasn't played for the Falcons in two years, has a $15.5 million cap hit for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I just, I don't think, I, I like bringing some of this stuff up just so, you know, because we get tunnel vision on our own teams. Just, it helps bring some perspective to how good these moves are. You're like, well, how good is this guy? It's like, he's good and the deal is great. The, the deal's amazing. So, you know, George Payton for president. You get my freaking vote. Yes, sir. George Payton 2024, baby.
Um, I saw. Let me see. I, I think the chat the the chat jumped on me a little bit down here because I was far enough behind. Um, so let me scroll down a little bit. Jacob Foster, the silent one, also coming in. If I can find him, that was about ten minutes ago. Um, so that would be a while back. So go ahead and uh, and, and show that last one, uh, Zach. Yeah, I just saw something from G. He says, I appreciate you, G, so much. $20 super. I definitely appreciate that. Zach, uh, what would you rank the AFC West defenses? I'll, I'll give this over to you, Scott, in a second. Um, Kansas City last. I would say Raiders third. Honestly, honestly, y'all are going to roast me. I'm putting the Chargers second. I, call me a homer if you want. On paper, this Broncos defense finished top five in scoring last year with grumpy Uncle Vic Fangio and not a lot of the same firepower they have now. Chargers, I mean, the Khalil Mack trade and J.C. Jackson addition looks good on paper, but what the Broncos have done and how they've supplemented that defense already, I'm, I'm going Denver number one. I think it's hard not to. I mean, where did, where did it finish last year? So 21, 2021 defense, total yards. The first one takes me a while to get down to Denver Broncos was first in yards against. And again, a lot of that was they they kept the possessions down, you know. So again, we they playing suffer ball, and it's like, okay, you, you didn't give up many points and you didn't give up many yards, but you each only had two possessions in the first half. My God, that game made me want to poke my eyes out. Um, so I feel like some of that's a little skewed. I think you could give up more yards and be better on defense and create more turnovers and more more um, scoring plays from your defense this year. The Chargers were next, and the Raiders were right there too. So they were pretty good on defense overall, actually. Uh, the other two, so uh, I I would probably I don't I don't think that's a problem at all. I mean, if you look at what what I mean, what you said, Zach, the order you put them in, that's the order they finished last year, and Denver's gotten better on defense. Uh, the Chargers have gotten better on defense. The the Raiders lost a corner, Casey Hayward, who was pretty good for them last year, but their imports have been pretty good. And as what have the Chiefs done to get marketably better on defense because they were down towards the very bottom? So I don't I'd go the same way, Zach. I think that's fine. That's where they finished last year. And I think that's where um the the offseason acquisitions would keep the teams right now. Yeah, Kansas City lost Tyron Matthew and uh, Melvin Ingram. All they gained was Justin Reed, as far as I know. So, yeah, they're definitely dead last. And the Los Angeles Chargers run defense was booty in 2021. It was bad, capital B. The Broncos run defense wasn't sure. that bad. So, slight edge. It's a Broncos podcast. I'm going with the, with the orange and blue. And and Freddie A. and Lane, appreciate the stars. Freddie A. coming in saying Bo Jackson did that back in the day. Well, so did John Elway, to a certain extent, um, were drafted and said, I'm not playing. I'm not, I'm not going to play this year. But Bo said, I'll go play baseball. You draft me, I'll go play baseball. And then he was a free agent. I don't think the Raiders – or did they take him in a supplemental? I don't remember for sure. Nah. I have to look that back up. But, yeah, he had said that he wasn't going to play. And it's nice having options like that since the only professional football league in the world – for the most part, doesn't give you a whole lot of options for players. You're not really an Oakland Raider. You're an NFL player assigned to the Oakland Raider branch. Um, it's a little odd that way. We're just used to it. Go ahead, Zach. I saw this super comment, Scott. I want to grab it before it gets lost in the ether. We have Andre Benny. Benny? 
I'm probably going to butcher your last name, but Andre, we definitely appreciate you. It sounds like a newer name, and based on what you're saying, you are a new listener, follower, viewer, so we appreciate you. Hope you're having a great evening. Andre says, hi, gents. gents I'm from Switzerland. I follow the Broncos. That's crazy, man. Hashtag state of being, um, but not as close as a lot of you guys do. I just found out we got Wilson two to three weeks ago. Holy. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm living vicariously through you right now. I'm so happy for you, Andre. Yes, the Broncos just landed in right now, actually. Russell Wilson. And also, the other day, man walked on the moon. In case you want to. We got to get the Jim Perry <laughs> meme. No way. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely real, Andre. Russell Wilson is the Broncos quarterback. And I, I even tweeted earlier today, I have like a daily affirmation about Russ. Not don't let the Tyree kill trade distract you from the fact that Russell freaking Wilson RFW is the Broncos quarterback. So yeah. rejoice, Andre. Don't time are over, Andre. And thanks for coming. I had to look it up. I'm like, what does CHF stand for? And it says right there. I should have just read the chat. Uh, it says from Switzerland. So welcome. Appreciate you being here. Um, hit Broncos for breakfast too, where we do a, a show in the mornings, and that might be a better time slot for you at times. So. Lots of Broncos news and analysis available for you, and we're glad you're here with us tonight. Appreciate your chocolate and your coffee. <laughs> and, you know, if you're into cute blondes. Yes. Or is that Sweden? That's Sweden. Either way. Either way, I'm good. <laughs> um, coming here. down, I wanted to find Jacob again. Jacob, We call Jacob the silent one because um, Jacob comes in and just drops bombs but never says anything. Um, so when we're coming in and doing, uh, when we do the leaderboard, when Chad gets back and he updates the leaderboard for stars, uh, Jacob Foster is going to be right there at the very top. And, uh, and Jacob, we love you for it. Like we said, if you ever have anything to say, man, shoot me an email, you know, hit me up on direct message on Twitter or something. Um, you know, send me a friend request. <laughs> um, so we, again, can't, can't say enough. It, it's awesome. The support that you give the show. Um, and when I say the show, I mean Mile High Huddle, the Huddle Up Pod as a as the whole, the entire family of it. Because uh, like so many of you, you support all of our shows. And and again, like I said, I like I like doing this, but without y'all, I I couldn't do it. Um, it, it. You make it possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know Zach feels the same way. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jacob. And we have a nice comment here from Travis. By the way, guys, we have about five minutes left to go. We're winding down. So any last minute comments, questions, concerns, or considerations, please put it into our side chat. But Travis says, great podcast tonight, guys. Want to take a moment and say thankful. Thank you all at MHH. God, I can't read MHH for your input time and hard work to keep us up on the info of our Broncos. Love you guys. Good night and go Broncos right back at you, Travis. We love doing it, man. We're getting on here and talking football. That's our, that's our job. And we're blessed to do it every day. We're even more blessed to have a, a following and a fan base like you guys. So we definitely appreciate you. And we're just want to put out good content. So we're happy that we're doing that. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he came in also saying Russ even had Cushenberry there getting to know his center. True. Good it's point. Awesome. It's awesome. Very smart on Cushenberry's part as well. Of course, if it was Teddy, Zach would be saying he was brown nosing trying to push it through. <laughs> but we won't get into that one. But guess what? I don't got to worry about that because Teddy plays for Miami. <laughs> not a he's trying to steal his job. I'm not talking about Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke anymore. It's Russell sorry, Wilson. I had to get at least one of those in before <laughs> this week was over. I had to. Okay, your I quote is fulfilled, Scott, for sure. Mark's saying Scott never <laughs> sleeps. Actually, 11 to 7. I'm pretty solid. 
Uh, but after uh, 7 to 11, I'm probably working or at practice, uh, one of the kids' practices. So um, it's, been a, it's been a long week. It's been a fun week. It's, it's, it, Zach, it's, it's crazy. You know, what are we, two weeks and a day away from Aaron Rodgers saying, I want to come back, and then, Aaron, and then Russell Wilson stealing his thunder? Feels like um, two months. It's it, it's uh it's been one hell of a month that's for sure and we're glad we get to uh we get to spend it with y'all. So let me grow back because uh I, I see that the Travis Tarbucks and Travis Weber are coming in and uh, with a bunch of uh with a bunch of the stars and I I don't know if we're gonna get to all of them but y'all know we'll make it up to you. Um, you know as uh, Zach CBS Sports reported, Denver hasn't quite put the thought of Wagner to rest till he signs. I wouldn't either. I just think it's uh I think it's probably a long shot at this point. I would have to see that report. I haven't seen that, but uh, I think anyone who's reporting that would connect the dots on paper. Russell Wilson, Broncos, inside linebacker, Bobby Wagner. It makes sense. Uh, I've heard Dallas and the Rams as landing spots for Wagner, but we'll see. Uh, and Jacob Foster coming back in. Thank you so much um, on the on the stars. And uh, let me scroll down, make sure we're not missing me. Claude coming in uh, with his big hearts because he's got a big heart saying, go Broncos. And then as we get here down towards the bottom, we're about caught up because um, I see Andre there. We got to Andre. I want to make sure we're not, again, Jacob. I mean, it's just Thank awesome. you, Jacob. Jacob, the silent one. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's just grab this real quick because it's a topic that quick. we haven't really broached and we have a few minutes. So, Ovanis, I'm not going to pronounce your last name out of respect for you, but we appreciate your question. Is Alexander Johnson still available? Yes. As far as I know, he's still a UFA. He hasn't been signed. Uh, he hasn't really received much interest. I haven't heard of any free agent visits for AJ and uh, he could put pen to paper for like pennies, like one, one year, 3 million bucks. Let's say, I just think the Broncos, they had a choice of bringing back Kenny Young, Josie Jewell, and AJ, and they chose Josie Jewell. And they also brought in Alex Singleton. How many more inside linebackers do you need? Jonas Griffith's there. Uh, Barrett Browning's there. You're good at inside linebackers. So the dinosaur could have, be. You may irrelevant. have had a similar deal. Sorry, Zach. Um, You're good. I keep my volume low, and I think I wasn't didn't realize I was interrupting you until I saw your mouth still moving. <laughs> it happens. Um, he may have had a similar deal that was offered to him. He, he, we don't know that he didn't turn it down. Right. You know, it was would he play on the deal that Josie Jewell got? No, I don't think he would. So it could have been a similar one. You offer both of them and say, who wants to come back? Maybe I'm speculating completely here um, that it might not necessarily have been a chose one over the other. I chose them both. This is what we've got to spend on this position. And because we've said before, Alexander Johnson got a late start to this game and he doesn't have a whole lot of time left in it in the NFL. Right. He needs to he needs to go for the paycheck and and frankly I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't condemn him for that I wouldn't do that to anybody period but especially for a guy like him who did get a late start into the NFL and was coming in one contract behind uh, his peers that are his age and as Ivanas points out he's great against the run but yeah so is Josie and so is Alex Singleton so is DJ Jones who they just signed they have enough run stuffers they need guys that can cover tight ends, the Travis Kelsey's of the world and the guys that can run sideline to side guy, sideline to sideline. They had that guy in Baron Browning and what they're doing with him is they're moving him to outside linebacker now. So I'm right there with you. I hope AJ gets a bag. He deserves a bag, but I just think they already have him on the roster. His name is Josie Jewell. They don't need another one of AJ Johnson or Alexander Johnson. Yeah. And um, I'm not convinced that Browning will be stuck 
an edge outside linebacker. Hope so not. I see it happening. That's a permanent move. For me, it's just talking about maybe experimenting, which is a big nothing at this point. John Clay eventing coming in. Even, uh, evening, gents. Please, please let the Broncos draft Troy Anderson. Scott, like your hill for Watson. Anderson is mine. Uh, so excited for this year. And, and I was just about to say, Zach, there is so much speed at the inside linebacker position in this draft. Troy yeah. Anderson is one of those guys. If he's sitting there at 64, I'm okay with that pick too. Uh, or, again, moving up to 55 to get him. He's a guy I think that could go around 40 to 45. Um, I, I liked him better than Muma at the Senior Bowl, and then he went and tested. Very, They were very similar testers, but I, I liked Troy Anderson, what he flashed at the Senior Bowl as well. So I think that's a good shot. I like him a lot. Well, here's my problem. If you trade up for Anderson, he's locked into a starting spot. You give Josie Jewell two years, uh, $7 million, uh, guaranteed, I think it was. He's locked into a starting spot, and then it means Baron Browning's converting to OLB permanently, more than likely. So I wouldn't mind picking up an uh, inside linebacker with speed, but you already have that guy on the roster. Mm -hmm. What you don't have is a right tackle long-term on the roster. That's right. got to be the Broncos' yeah. first priority. Yeah, again, just saying – Depending on his air, you know, Lucas is gone. Raymond's gone. All those guys are gone. The, you know, the phrase y'all have heard me say before, it's not the guys you miss that kill you. It's the guys you take and can't play. I'd rather take Anderson than reach on a right tackle if the right guy isn't there. Uh, but I'm very, I, I do. What My point is, I like this guy a lot. And he does, I, I do think he brings something a little different than anybody you have on their, on your roster right now. People asking about the Broncos bringing in Leighton Vanderish. I wouldn't want him if he was available, but he resigned with Dallas on a one-year deal. That's a guy who is completely washed, and I'm happy the Broncos went nowhere near him. As Dylan says, guys, great conversation. As always, make sure you smash that like button on the way out. I promise you, as Dylan says, a little goes a long way, but I think, Scott, unless we have any backed-up well, supers. Claude coming in shilling for us. You know How am I not going to show this? Don't forget to like and subscribe and share. Plus a great extra content uh, for less than a cup of coffee each month, with his like your show that you uh, you like to talk about on uh, on Kelberman's Corner on the Facebook because Claude's on Facebook. Appreciate you so much, Claude. If you don't take it from us, oh, we got elite. I was going to say take it from Claude. We got a late super from Andre over there in Switzerland. Thank you so much, Andre. Viewers since the 2017 season, I'm assuming Broncos fans since 2009-2010 exchange year in Colorado. Keep up the good work. Appreciate you, Andre. Absolutely. Make sure you keep tuning in with us and drop us some more comments and questions. We love to interact with you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you being here. And uh, again, Broncos country is, is worldwide, literally. I can name 10 countries where we have people from this show. <laughs> And I love the diversity. We're glad you're here. It's like the Huddle Up Pod UN. It's it's amazing. We I'm going to give Twitch a little love. Savage Boy Kev, did you guys? The answer is no. Uh, did I you guys see? You I didn't. Yeah, that's, I don't really care what he tweeted, but let me know. I'm I'm intrigued now. I'm not going to take my time to look it up, but uh, let me know, Kev, what he said. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But I, I'm still. It's like a car accident. I can't look away. I can look away. I can look away. I'm just like um, this constantly. I'm just driving. I'm like, I just, I should look. Yeah, and see, I'm, I'm the one that is behind you honking the horn. I, I said <laughs> that rubbernecking should be terminal. Oh, look, doll, doll, look. <laughs> they just die right there. I'm like, now we got something to look at. I'm, I have this much patience. So uh, when I get by you, and, and it's worse in the South. Like I've got a little bit. If my friend who was a football scout was also a comedian. I'm like, if you let me do two minutes to open for you, I've got a bit about the different drivers around the country that I've had to live with. And the south of the rubberneckers, that's for sure. 
Uh, tomorrow's show, we're starting with that. I'm holding you to it, Scott, but well, that is going to do it. West Coast of the selfies. They're like, oh, look, Doris, wreck, selfie. I'll uh, save that, guys. Tune in tomorrow for more Scott's Tales from Driving in the South. That is going to do it, though, for tonight's show. Be sure until we see you guys next, which is tomorrow night, same time, same place. Follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the main account on Twitter for all your Broncos news, analysis, rumors, transactions, and more at Huddle. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. If you want a comfortable beanie like I'm wearing or maybe nothing like Scott's wearing, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get yourself some merch. I promise you a lot of comfort things for the spring and summer in that store and facebook.com slash my pod like that page follow that page guys if you haven't please go to apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-say five star review for a chance to win could be a beanie could be a shirt could be anything each and every month but if you can't do those things please 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 do these three things subscribe like and share this video and every video you see on the mhh channel really helps us grow and reach more broncos fans just like you I meant to grab my Broncos for breakfast mug just so uh-huh. I could sit here like this while you were saying that, yeah. and I forgot. Should be a Huddle Up podcast so you, mug, but so you got to so you got a free dig again. I'm gonna have something, <laughs> something tomorrow night. Until you do, I'm digging, baby. But that is gonna hey, do it. I deserve it. It's not like I don't know what's coming. I almost got up and ran and said, "I'll go get it." It's just in my little kitchen right over here. Take care, guys. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. You as well, Scott. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. As always, go Broncos. Let's ride. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 